0: An ironic media production. Visit us at ironickmedia.com.
1: All right, before we get started on this episode, I wanted to share with you that I am now on Wisdom app. It is an app where we can connect and you can ask me questions and we can keep the conversation going about this week's episode. So please jump over to where you download apps on Apple or on Android and pick up the Wisdom app. It has Einstein with headphones on. Find me at Amy Stark, just Amy Stark. We can talk about the podcast and we can talk about anything that you're wondering about your journey. We can connect there. And I am so grateful that this app exists. So please come on over and let's get this conversation going. I can't wait to see you there.
0: Man, I just, I'm, I can't even tell you how many times I read the scriptures as I was younger into my early twenties, they just became a part of my soul. And I don't know if it's like time for people to realize that God didn't stop talking to humans. And it's also time for like women to be like, and I receive from God, here's the sacred writings that I'm receiving. Like we don't have any sacred writings from women. Like, when scripture is true. written by women. woman, right, like, right, right, it's time.
1: Welcome to the Stark transformation show. I'm your host, Amy Stark this show, I'll be sharing messages of hope, healing, and transformation. I'll teach you how to shift your mindset, conquer your fears, and become the best version of you. You'll hear incredible stories of transformation and about the extraordinary journey I've been on for well over a decade. My connection with energy is so strong, and I can't wait to share it with you. Let's get started. All right, today on the podcast, I have Kira Paulson and I'm very excited to introduce you to her. I have to tell you, I was at a conference and I somehow came across or she came across my feed on social media and I saw her picture and I was like, I got to interview this lady. So I took a screenshot of her picture to like, look it up later. And I'm pretty sure it was within days and maybe even hours of me doing that, that I then got an email asking me if like, I would be interested in this guest. And I was like, I clicked on the picture and I was like, shut the F up. (laughs) (laughs) Like, this is the lady. I'm like, this is amazing. So anyway, here's Kira Paulson. She is a phenomenal woman. She is helping people to write their books Using her spiritual gifts that she teaches them. And in under two months, I've read your website. I haven't experienced it myself. Sounds like I should considering that I'm going on one year of trying to write my book. You have five kids. So I know I saw that in the letter and I was like, awesome. I want to talk to her. Anybody who has a lot of kids, I just love talking to because I'm one of six kids in my family. And so I just think you're badass. I mean, I know what it's like (laughs) (laughs) to be a mom of that many kids. It's like, I know our house was like a three ring circus. So anyway, if it's anything better than that, or at least has the love that we had, then you're good in my book. So welcome to the show. Thank you for being here.
0: Thank you. I'm super excited. I love that story. That's such a fun story. I love that we were just connected to each other energetically like that. It's so rad.
1: It was really cool. I was pretty blown away. <laughs> the law of attraction, and how fast it worked. All right. So tell us, how did you get started, first of all, with your spiritual gifts and then realizing it was something to share with
0: others? Spirituality has just always been part of who I am. I mean, I remember being like seven and in my bed and telling God I don't want to see angels. I remember being in my scriptures every day of my life. Like it was like I was raised very religious. So spirituality came through that lens for me as i grew older it was just like a bunch of different awakenings every time a system broke for me so when religion broke for me it allowed me to open up my viewpoint of spirituality like who is god who is my spiritual team every system in my life has broken multiple times and every time the only system that's really kept me stable is my spirituality and my my relationship with the divine so it's like my whole life has been a part of this. And every time I wake up even deeper with spirituality, my gifts just get stronger and stronger. So there's not one thing. It's kind of a bunch of little things and big things all together.
1: I know for myself, there were certain very critical moments where I just knew something existed beyond me. And I'm just curious what that looked like for you.
0: There was this time. I, I don't, I'm trying to think of like the loudest ones because there's so many, I would say, I don't talk about this one that much. I just wrote about it in a book that I'm publishing in February. So it's kind of loud in my mind, which was when I first started to hear God. And I know that's like such a very bold statement, like, and I hear God, but I truly believe that everybody can hear God. I don't believe that it's like for the elite or holy, like it's literally just like, are you willing? Are you Mm -hmm. willing to hear God? Are you willing to believe that a God would speak to you? And it was, I think it was 31. How old was I when I had my fifth child? I think it was 32 when I had him. He got RSV and he was seven weeks old. And that was a mama. That's the worst thing your baby could get because that, that kills a lot of babies and there's nothing they can really do. Like I'd been in the hospital that day and they were like, well, if he stops breathing, bring him back. And I'm like, what? (laughs) <laughs> like, this is your solution. Like, oh my God. So, so I'm going to go home with my baby who feels like he can't breathe. And if he stops breathing, then I come in like, this feels like the worst situation possible. So I remember I was up with him. It was like 2 a.m. I just nursed him and I was just like, God, I know you can heal him. Like, I just know you can. So show me how. And in that moment, I was, I literally, one of my gifts is that I see. So I see things visually and I saw, I saw this healing plan on what to do. And I was like shown how to pour light through his mind. I was, I was like told parts of the brain that I don't even know the names of. And it was like, all of a sudden I did this thing for who knows how long. And he started to like breathe better. And then he just like got better. And I was like, what just happened? <laughs> <I love laughs> and then it. I was like, oh my gosh, I think God can speak to me. Like, I think I can actually be taught by God. And that led to a huge experience of God talking to me and guiding me on how to sell my house. Now I think this is really interesting because that's like, not a really big deal. So I, I find it like, kind of cool that that's how God started to speak to me because it wasn't like Kira go out and change the world it was like (laughs) paint your laundry room you know what I mean like (laughs) and and it was almost like my muscle of receiving was in the context of something that I wanted we had a really small house had a lot of kids and it was at the time when homes weren't selling it was like back in the days when like it was like still after that 2007 crash and no one's house would sell in our neighborhood. I find it really cool that God used that to start teaching how to work with me. And I was starting to receive like visions. And I remember one night I saw a vision of this golden yellow chair and I saw where it needed to go as I was staging my home to sell it. And then the next day I'm driving down the road and I heard spiritually turn right. And I was like, well, that's not where I'm going, but I did it. And then right there in front of me at this yard sale was the golden chair Whoa. that had been shown to me in my dream. And so it was almost like God was using these really temporal things to show me like, Hey, we can communicate like, Hey, I am guiding you. But this has a really interesting ending because I was guided to go buy a half a million dollar home, which at that point was like way crazy for us. I mean, nowadays I think every house is a half a million <laughs> practically, yeah. <laughs> but back then, half a million was like crazy. Mm-hmm. And we were like there's no way we can get approved. This but it was like I had this vision of having land and this house had land and we got approved. Like all these crazy miracles happened and like God told me my house would sell on June 13th and we listed June 8th. And everyone was like, that's ridiculous. No one's house is sold in months. And June 13th, our house sold. So it was like all these beautiful things. Wow. But two weeks, two weeks before the close of our home, everything fell apart. And the appraisal came under like 25000 and we lost everything. We lost the, the half a million dollar home on land. And we had to sell our house because we're like, well, no houses have sold in here. In literally eight months, this is a miracle. So we sold the house. We moved in with my parents. And for 14 months, we like looked for a house. And I was so angry. I was like, why would God guide every single step to rip it out from underneath me? But now it's been, what, five years since then? And I now see, oh. Everything had to be pulled out so that I could be here now in Idaho on two acres, overlooking the mountains. But every piece lined up to get us here. So God, like, pushed me to get my house to sell, pulled everything away so that it could line us up for this situation here. Mm -hmm. So share all that because this is the method of everything I do with people. It's like, let me help you tune into the divine, and if you can, well. You can do anything. You can write your book, you can create your business. You can launch anything you ever want to launch because you have a direct line and connection to source. And I would say that these last it's been I think you actually know it's been seven years. So it's been seven years since that experience in seven years. like this this has, I mean, it's radically changed who I am. That's all amazing. and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like
1: thinking about it. And that's the thing is a lot of times, We tend to think that the plan isn't working out because like, it's where we're not really happy with it. (laughs) And you wouldn't have sold your house if you really thought you were going to be moving into your parents. Right. So some (laughs) things are like a little bit (laughs) of never. Yeah. obscured for a bit. Looks like it's misleading, but it's not. And I like that you understand the full picture. And we always say hindsight's 2020. And like, I look at my journey and I can make the same kind of leaps and say, okay, I see why that happened. And so I encourage anybody out there who's feeling maybe lost to really think about where they are in that possible journey and see if it's just a pit stop or maybe turn right. I like that when we get those directions like that. That's cool. How do you help people to directly channel like these books. It sounds like like, that's what you're helping me do.
0: My gift is that I know how to prep and prepare. So for me, it's like, I have a lot of different analogies that show up. And one of them is simply, okay. So this one showed up this week as I'm writing my new book is like, imagine that you were in this beautiful spa and the lights are dim and you're, getting a massage or a facial and there's music playing and it's just like, you can just feel it in your nervous system that you're being taken care of. But if you were to take the exact same situation, the massage or the facial, but you put the table in the middle of Walmart, (laughs) (laughs) this is a great analogy. It's it's just like, not the same, right? right? Even though the actual same actions are being taken, you're still just getting the same facial. So what was shown to me this week as I was writing was like, you could ask God to speak to you, but if you haven't like cleaned and cleansed the area around you, if you haven't prepared the space for this kind of divine inspiration, it's going to be like getting the facial in Walmart. Like it's, it's just not the same thing. Mm -hmm. So I'm really good at teaching people how to clean and cleanse their space. And then also cleaning and cleansing the vessel of their body. So it's like one of the analogies that came to me was, I don't know about in Colorado, I would imagine they have springs of water coming out of the mountains, right? Mm -hmm. There's this magical one up by McCall here in Idaho, where we always bring our buckets and our water barrels and we go up to the spring and we let all this fresh water come out of the mountain. So imagine that you're getting this fresh spring water, but the vase that you have or the pitcher is lined with mud. It's like, no matter how much clean, fresh water comes into the vase, it's always going to get muddy. And that's how I feel like we're going to go and receive these books. We're going to receive divine inspiration. If our body, our energetic body is not cleaned and cleansed, the true source that's coming to us is just going to get super muddy because of being human and all the crap we pick up all day. So Mm -hmm. I teach people how to clean their space, clean create and prepare a sacred space to receive and then clean and cleanse their energetic vessel. And then I have a method that I call the creative sacred process that actually trains the brain to know when you're receiving. So imagine if you put your gym clothes on, your brain's not going to be like, I'm heading to church. Like (laughs) I got my gym clothes on, I'm going to the gym. So if we can create a process that trains our brain That we're about to receive from the divine, every time we do that process, it gets stronger and stronger. Like, oh, I'm receiving from the divine right now. So those three components is how I help people really channel their books with light. And when you channel a book, I hate the word channel because I feel like it's gotten really messy. But when you receive a book like this, it comes through so fast because you're not in the way. The reason why it takes people forever to write books is because they get stuck in their minds mm-hmm. and they're trying to figure it out.
1: Right. Yeah. I have to say that if I reflect on how I wrote my books, it was like one day, two days of like a big chunk and then maybe five days for the other chunk. And that was it. And then I'm like, what happened? And no. it was like yeah. it was six months in between, but that's probably my <laughs> fault. Like, I mean, definitely for not sitting down and doing that. But as you're, as you're talking and, and saying these things, I'm reflecting on what I do with my clients. It's like definitely what you're saying. I have a certain routine before I get ready for a healing. And it's very interesting. I have never looked at it that way, but of course it makes sense, especially since I'm all about how the brain works and what it's picking up and receiving and sending out to the world as as well. And so when you work with people, are they usually, I'm guessing usually in this field and are familiar with energy and things like that, right?
0: Yeah. I always put the disclaimer, like, I have no idea if this method works for writing fiction or mysteries. I had someone come to me and be like, I would like to write a murder book. I don't <laughs> think this method works for that. Yeah. Maybe, but I don't know if I really want you channeling that through. Like, yeah, <laughs> that, that could be really like, intense. Yeah. <laughs> you know, vibration. Yeah. For that. Yeah. So I always put that like, this works for sacred writing. I've created this method to help bring sacred writing to the world. Because that is like, what's my deepest, one of my deepest purposes is to actually bring sacred writing to the world. And that's why I have a publishing house that only publishes sacred writing. That's what this method is for. This is for people who have like powerful passion to change the world, to transform humanity, to bring light, to raise vibration. That's what this method is used for. And that's, I mean, that's sacred work.
1: Right. And do you feel find that like, because you were so interested in scriptures when you were younger. Cause that's what you said. I was always with scripture. Mm-hmm. Is that why this has been
0: born? Like, do you see that? No, ever? I feel like it is right. Yeah, like, like I feel like,
1: vibration.
0: man, I just, I'm, I can't even tell you how many times I read the scriptures as I was younger into my early twenties, they just became a part of my soul. And I don't know if it's like time for people to realize that God didn't stop talking to humans. And it's also time for like women to be like, and I receive from God. Here's the sacred writings that I'm receiving. Like we don't have any sacred writings from women. <laughs> so
1: when scripture is true. written by women. woman. Right, like, right,
0: right. It's time. Was
1: it Neil Donald Walsh? Yeah, he channeled God supposedly mm-hmm. and wrote those scriptures or wrote that text or a couple of books actually, I think. How do you manage raising five children and- have all, like, first of all, you're writing your third book. Is that correct?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm.
1: And then you have a publishing house
0: and yeah. you're helping people do these gifts. You're like, yep. Yep. I don't know. Do I manage it? I'm really lucky. My husband, he does real estate. So he does not have a super busy schedule. He holds a lot with me. So I have to like give him massive credit. I'm also like, really, I have a lot of crack energy, which is really strange because I don't yeah. drink Crack energy. It's like really intense energy. It's blessed with it, right? Like, I actually don't eat sugar anymore and I don't drink caffeine. So, my body is like, it literally produces this insane amount of energy. And I feel like it's driven from my passion, but also like the amount of time I spend with the divine gives me a lot of energy. So, I have a lot of energy. I also spend a lot of time with the divine in the morning. I wake up pretty early and I spend a lot of time chanting and healing. And writing, and I think that that piece, when that comes first, everything else falls into place. I'm also really good at pretty tight boundaries. I'm homeschooling my oldest too. so I have a pretty tight boundary that I'm done at noon or 12:30 for a half hour. I make lunch for them. We do self development work during that time together, and then I'm done by 3:30. I pick my kids up from school, and that time is mom time. So. I work pretty intensely during the day. It's pretty intense. And then I hold boundaries. Like today, all my kids have school off. This is the only thing I'm doing today. Like this mm. is a one hour slot that I've got. And then the rest will go play and adventure. So I think it's really holding tightly to boundaries and doing the most important things and letting the other things just kind of fall. Mm.
1: Yeah. They definitely say that if you start your day off very intentional, everything else does seem to fall into place and it just becomes easier rather than shooting in the dark. <laughs> but what's important? Yeah. It makes yeah. a lot of sense, right? But it's like, we have to hear that for some reason. Yeah. My mom never, to my knowledge, really took time to take care of herself or contemplate the future.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm sure
1: she was in fight or flight and just working day by day. My wife says that we were raised by wolves as a joke because we raised <laughs> each other. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, but you know what? It was a lot of fun and it was a lot of chaos. And yeah. I really credit my ingenuity to like, because of my childhood, uh-huh. I had to figure out things all the time by myself. I had to problem solve. And so I actually have like, it, it's almost fun for me to problem solve. It's, it's mm. definitely an activity that I enjoy. What do you think was the number one thing that you did that really shifted things for you? Cause you said this system fell. What do you think that was that really, because for me, that was the dark night of the soul. Like I just was like, this shit didn't work out. I was people pleasing. I was doing what I thought I was supposed to do and it didn't work out. And that was when I had my wake up. So what what did it look like for you?
0: It was like all my systems fell and it all fell pretty close together. And I was super in religion. Like I loved it. I loved it. And I loved my religion. So when it started to crack for me, it was like really traumatic and, and coming from a background of having a lot of sexual abuse as a child, church seemed to be where I was safest, like, oh, this is my safe place. This is the one place I can rely on. So when church broke, it was like, oh, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Right. And so I would say that was like the loosening of my roots was when church started to break for me. But then someone I loved told me they'd been sexually abused and it woke up all my pain. So it's not that mm-hmm. I didn't remember being abused. It was that I just never felt it. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it was like, I'm super strong. I'm fine. Yeah. I went through that, but like, it's no big deal, but it's almost like the mirror of somebody else woke up my pain and it was so intense. And you talk about dark night of the soul. I mean, I was like ready to leave this planet. I was super suicidal. It was very, very, very painful. And in that moment, I feel like my soul had a conversation with God, not my human self. Cause my human self was like on the ground, like just so, so struggling. And I really did feel like God was like, you have work to do. And I was like, fine, if I have work to do, then you better show me why I'm here. If I'm going to stay in this world where there's so much hell and there's mm-hmm. so much drama, like you better show me. And I mean, well, that was 2017 and 2018, I started, I wrote my book. I started a publishing house and now, I mean, what I've created is not possible in the last few years. It's all really because I was divinely guided and because I made a commitment, I made a true commitment that if I'm going to stay on this earth, I'm going to really live my purpose, my gifts. And and do everything I'm inspired to do. That was like really the commitment. And that was when everything shifted for me.
1: That's amazing. And that's a lot to accomplish in just a few years. That's tremendous, especially yeah. during a pandemic. I mean, that's, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> man, yeah. that's awesome. But what do you think is going to happen in the future
0: for yourself? Honestly, like this year, I plan on taking Freedom House to a million dollar company, which means, that that's how many books we publish. I love numbers because numbers are so tangible. I plan on a percentage of everything from Freedom House this year will be going towards the building of my nonprofit. And my nonprofit is going to be Centers of Hope. So I hope to have one in every state and they will be physical buildings for people who struggle with suicide ideation. So they're going to actually have like energy work, sound, healing, all the different modalities I know have massively helped me in my life and they will be buildings and centers of light. So wow. th- that's what's, that's, what's coming and I'm super excited. That's friggin amazing.
1: And I know so many people that would totally love to help you with that. A uh, link to
0: that. Do you have a, a website that we could send them to? I have the domain. Yeah. Okay, perfect. (laughs) We'll put the domain down. That it will be there very soon because this new book that I have coming out, it's called Collaboration with the Divine, A Sacred Communion. And it's 18 different women's stories of how they collaborate with the divine. All the proceeds of this book are going towards the centers of hope. So by 222, which is when this book goes live, this website will actually be alive because it will have to be.
1: Oh, excellent. (laughs) Everything's coming together. I love it. I am really, really glad that I came across, or you came across my feed. I feel like I came across yours I don't, because it's so confusing and blurred.
0: It's just been really lovely to talk to you. Is there anything else you'd love to share with us? I'm just grateful. These conversations, they just fill me with hope and excitement. And I think the message is, is that no matter what life looks like for everyone who's listening with the pandemic, there's a lot of fear. There's a lot of hopelessness. That there is actually a truth of you can find your connection to the divine and really create in magic and watch miracles happen no matter what is happening in the world. I love it. Mm-hmm. Super empowering and definitely the truth
1: in, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for being on the show. So everybody can find you at Awaken Kira Poulsen on Facebook, Kira Poulsen on Instagram, which is where I'm sure I found you. Your website, carepalson.com and
0: freedomhousepublishing.com. Any other websites you want to throw out there? Well, so it's freedomhousepublishingco.com. So make sure oh, you put co, that code in. Sorry. And then I have, I just made this, it's a free masterclass and I actually teach my principles on how to receive your book spiritually. So I'm going to send you that link oh, and that everybody who's listening can just jump in and take that masterclass. That sounds great. I will be joining when does it start as soon as you click the button
1: (laughs) (laughs) that sounds good to me thank you so much for being here and sharing your light and wisdom with the world
0: thank you thank you for having me